0: Well, you know, I, I, uh, I have meditated on this for two or three days. But, you know, one of the things I, I, I love, even, even at the very beginning part of this, uh, you know, Nehemiah is asking a question. He's, he's, he's asking a question to people here. And, uh, you know, I, I, I thought about this and I thought, you know, if somebody were to actually call me and ask me the question, how are you doing? How how you doing, Brad Reiser? How how you and your family doing? My answer is going to be, you know, I'm 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 doing okay. You know, my my family's good. We're healthy. You know, uh, you know, we're 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 continuing to to move things forward. You know, the church is growing. You know, that that would be my response. If somebody were to call and ask me about my city or my region, you know, uh, you know how, how are things in Fairmont? You know, do you understand that my answer might be a little different? It, well, you know, it seems like, you know, churches are opening up, that, you know, people are getting out more. You know, it doesn't seem to be all that bad here. But, you know, if someone were to ask me the question, you know, how, how are things in America? I, I, I would step back and look and say, wow. You know, things seem to be, they're, they're not the same now as they were even three or four months ago. Things have actually, you know, maybe changed. But, you know, what I want to point out is because one of the things even here that we see Nehemiah doing, he's asking a question, how is the city of Jerusalem? How, how are my Jewish brothers and sisters doing? And, you know, the response here is, is, is one of concern. So even as I get into this word tonight, one of the things that I I, I clearly want to point out, it's it's that we as a body of believers, we have to be concerned for the big picture. It's not not just me. It's not just me that I'm concerned about, or just my kids, or just my family, or just a city, but it's a country. And that's one of the things that I believe God is doing. And you know, even as I, I was reading right before I come down, and I even looked at other versions, and even the Amplified, talks about the remnant of believers in Jerusalem, the remnant of people that are standing watch, the people that are contending. And I believe that's exactly what God is doing in this hour, that he's raising up a remnant of people that are saying, you know what, I'm going to continue to contend in the things of faith for Jesus Christ. I'm I'm not going to bend. I'm not going to bend. I'm not going to bow because I know this is important. You know, I'll say this because even the understanding, I, I realize that even in ministry, you know, that my life isn't my own. I, I realize that as a born-again believer, I realize that my life is marked by Jesus. So I have to get my marching orders from Him. I don't get my marching orders from, from oh, you know, my senior pastor. I'll, I'll, I'll People that so into me. I, I don't get my marching orders by what the world dictate. Amen? So I, I, I said all that to, to really buzz through what I really wanted to meditate a little bit on. Um, but, you know, you know, even just that, if someone asks you, how, how are things in America? Your response is probably going to be different than how it is in Fairmont. And then even in your home, maybe your response is going to be a little different. But, you know, one of the things that I, I, I want to draw your attention to here is that Nehemiah, was, he was concerned. He was concerned for his people. And I tell you, what has to happen in America, what has to sit sit in our hearts and sit in our minds is that we have to to begin to have a concern. You know, people people may ask, and they'll ask these things, well, how did this happen? How, how, How do things go from here to here so quick? How does this happen? You know, and I heard a minister say, you know, if if even if COVID would have, you know, if they would have went to the churches and they would have asked the churches back in December, or January, will you close your church? If, if a virus hits or something like that, many people would have said no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand. And, you know, so it's important to understand that we need to know where we're going to stand in an hour of, of whatever it may be. I, you know, I'm praying, I'm praying that the peace of God hits this area unlike anything we've ever seen. You know, i, I seen a church open up to, today, and I, there probably must have been 500 people there. I rejoiced in that. I, you know, they they got a pro, prophet Jeremiah Johnson's preaching at Covenant. I rejoice in the fact that people are out and people are hungry for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because see, that's what matters is that people begin to get hungry for the things of God. They begin to get hungry for Jesus. They, you know, it, it, they, they, they begin to get hungry for the things of Jesus. You know, we oftentimes judge. We oftentimes look at the people's response to 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 figure out how we're going to respond. You know, if I sit and I and I meditate and I follow things, you know, uh, you know. A Prophet Harkey and I were talking about, he had sent me the first day he was here, he had sent me a prophecy that had been viewed over three million times. He said, you know, I, he said, just do me a favor, just give me your take on it. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to call the guy out by name or anything like that. Just give me your take on this. And what, and what do you think? What, what do you think about this? I listened to it a couple different times. And, you know, I, I, I felt the genuine concern of this brother. And I'll call him a brother in Christ. I felt the genuine concern, uh, you know, for, for my brother in Christ, you know, and, you know, I believe that God has placed watchmen, you know, around the world to sound the alarm that things, that things are beginning to, to, to shaken up and things are loosening. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, one of the things I get concerned about is when believers begin to, to back away and we begin to retreat. Because I don't believe that's the alarm that's being sounded in America today. I don't believe it's an alarm that we should retreat and, and turn back away and turn our backs away from our brothers and sisters in Christ. And that was the very thing that Nehemiah, Nehemiah was looking at. He was looking at his people. He was looking at his nation. He was looking at a race of people saying, what, you know, what, what's going on with my people? And you know, I, I want to say this even about Nehemiah because Nehemiah was a cupbearer. He was next to the king. He he had the king's heir. He was he was right he was right there with the king. And I'm not even going to be able to get into chapter two tonight. But it was very significant because what happens is when we get close, and when when, when you know uh, there's a lot around that, but when we get close to things, and we don't have to worry about food, we don't have to worry about shelter, we don't have to worry about where we're gonna lay our head at night, we don't have to worry about things. We sometimes can actually just, things can be a blank. You know, that, that we can get so, we can get so, you know, everything's good with me, I don't have to worry about anybody. I don't have to think about anything, everything I've got is taken care of. And you know, I've been asked that question, You know, what do you do with someone that has everything? What you know, They have, they have, they have a, a million dollar house. They have, they have cars. They, what? How do you minister to them? You know, it, ultimately, it's that everybody needs Jesus. That we can't change that tune. Everybody needs Jesus. So it's important that we understand that we are the ones that carry Jesus. We are the ones that, um, we are the ones that give people Jesus. You know, my, my, my prayer for the church. And, I, and I, I want you guys to hear this. My, you know, and even to close out with, with, with that prophecy that I listened to. I don't believe this is a time for the church to retreat. I don't think that, you know, you should have a garden. Praise God. You should have meat. Praise God. You, you should have, you know, it's okay to have storage. I've, I've told people that for almost a year since we, it's smart. It, you know, have, have some stuff. But if your focus becomes the stuff, and you begin to th- think that, that, that that's your purpose in life as a believer. I, I got to tell you, 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 you've missed it. You've missed it. Well, I got to take care of my family. Can I tell you that the body of Christ is really big? You don't have enough food in your house to take care of your family. See, that's the thing I had to come to the realization to. You know, because, see, I realize now that my family is not, just, is not just me and my five kids, my family is, is, is the person that needs a Savior. That person is a person that needs to be brought into understanding who Jesus is. That's who I give to. You know, I I give out of abundance. Amen. I give what I give what I have to give whenever when when somebody is in need. So so I I, you know, it's not a time to retreat. It's a time to sound sound the alarm. It's a time to continue advancing. You know, we judge people oftentimes by their responses, how people how people actually respond to something. You know, and I tell you, even the church, we have to be in a place where we're not getting caught up in the responses of people, that our eyes have to be fixed, our eyes have to be focused on Jesus, that we can't waver to the right or to the left, that we have a continued focus on Jesus. Can I tell you that God's speaking in this hour to people? I, I And I believe that if we'll have an ear to hear, we'll have eyes to see. God is speaking, and He's showing people things. There, there is no doubt about it. You know, even even in the Middle East, when, you know, you have Muslims, Jesus appearing to Muslims, I, 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 that's real. That's real. He's showing himself to people. Amen? It's real. You know, I, I just even seen before I come down, and, it, it, you know, and it, it got me a little stirred up because, you know, Dr. Rodney's running those meetings down in Tampa, and people are going, down to, going to those meetings, and they're getting touched. And he had a brother in uh, England today, England just a little bit ago, open up services. Right right on the street. You can't, you can't have church in England. You, you're not allowed. You understand. It's, it's different in America than it is other countries. You can't have church in England. You, you, you know, they're, they're, you can't meet. That's what they tell. You, you. You'll go to jail. You'll go to prison. You can't do this. It's not a freedom necessarily that other countries have. You know, it is a democracy there. But there's, anyway, I don't want to get into politics with all that. But you can't meet. But here was a guy ministering with a microphone. Three people are standing in a parking lot and one person is on their knees right, with their hands raised. And I, I would appear giving their heart to Jesus Christ. Do, do you understand that that's, this is the time and hour that the body of Christ moves to a place of standing? You know, it, it's it's not a time of retreat, and that's the thing about Nehemiah. That was that was the very thing. That was the very thing, even in the onset, that you see Nehemiah doing. He's he's getting the information. He he gathered the information about what was going on. You know, my prayer for the church and for this nation, for the region. You know, it's that we see big picture. And I realize this even more now. It's not just about me. You know, I have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to people. I have, I have a responsibility, not only to my family, but I have a responsibility to people. But, you know, even thirdly, that I can make a difference. That God has called me to make a difference in people's lives. Can I tell you that even tonight, He's called you to make a difference in people's lives. That you, you know, even, you know when Prophet Harkey was talking about the other day, even just a, a, an act of kindness can go a long ways because what kindness does what good character does is it, it opens up a door it opens up a door for you to be able to to show someone and say hey can I pray for you can I minister to you know God, you know can, you know it opens up the door for you to minister if you would take your bibles and go to uh, John chapter 21 real quick John chapter 21 I want to I want to show you something here because I love this story, but it, it, it was so relative and it kind of jumped out with me today even, even as I was studying uh, Nehemiah actually yesterday. Because it, it, it's important that we all understand that, that, that as a believer, you know, Pastor Morena covered it this morning, that you, you have the, the, the ministry of reconciliation is that we all have the ability to be able to, to teach people, talk to people, tell people about what this Bible says. Not your opinion. Not what you watch off YouTube or Facebook. Can I I be honest with you? Not not what you're gathering, but the Bible. Give people the Word of God. Give people the Word of God in spirit and in truth. And this is Jesus, and, and, and I love this. Let me see where I want to pick up here. Yeah. Actually, let's just go to, uh, I don't want to go all the way to one. Let's start at verse three. It says, Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we are going with you also. They went out immediately, got in the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to the to the to them children have you any food they answered him no and he said to them cast the nets on the right side of the boat and you will find some so they cast the nets and now they were able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish it says therefore the disciples whom Jesus who who Jesus said to Peter it is the lord now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garments, for he had removed it, and plunged it into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about two hundred cubits, dragging the net with the fish. Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid on it, and bread. And Jesus said, Bring some of the fish which you have caught. You know, it's interesting. They didn't know who it was at first, but then they knew it was Jesus. Why did they know Why did they know that it was Jesus? It had something to do with this miracle, of fish. You, you, you understand that when we have the presence of God, that that that's the miracle catch. That that's you know. Oh, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. That that's why things happen. That that you know. That's why even the story. I love this story. That's why things happen. But this is what he said to Peter. He said, "Simon Peter, well, let's go to verse." verse 11 Simon Peter went up and dragged the net and landed a full of large fish 153 and although although there were so many the net was not broken Jesus said come eat breakfast yet none of the disciples dared ask him who are you knowing that it was the Lord they knew it was the Lord Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them and likewise the fish this is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he had raised him from the after he had raised from the dead and, and, and I want you to get this, because this is what he tells Peter. He said, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? This is Jesus asking a question, and it is a very powerful question. And it's a question, you know, that I, I feel that we as believers should ask ourselves. Because, see, this is, this is the purpose. This is the purpose of the gospel. He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to them, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time. You know, could, could you imagine being asked three times? I mean like, do you, do you love me? No, 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 do you love me? Do you love me? Do, do, you, do you really love me? And you know, and what I love about Jesus his response wasn't on him. His response was on the people. His response was, his, his very response was, go out. Go out. Listen to this. Get this. This, this was, this was Jesus' response to his, to his, to, you know, to his disciple. Are, are we disciples of Christ? Amen. We're, we're all disciples of Christ. It doesn't say anything about Peter being a pastor or a prophet or evangelist or or a teacher. It, you know, we know Peter was a mighty man of God, right? We, we you know, he was filled with the Holy Ghost a little later on. He become even bolder. Amen. But he didn't have that boldness yet living on the inside of him. But this was the instructions of Jesus. This was Jesus telling him, look, I, I, I want you to take care of my people. And see, this is the thing about a responsibility we have. And that's the very same thing about Nehemiah. We, you know, that we have a responsibility. And see, you know, I, you know I, I've, I've meditated on this week, you know, because it's like what, what happens in a 10-year period, a 15-year period, a 20-year period where the church begins to just kind of, you, know, uh, you know, people will say, well, you know, the church is, it, it's not hip or it's not this. And then we got to get smoke and, 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 and lights and all that. But doesn't the gospel of Jesus Christ still work? You know, we we don't have to have a dark out room to have the presence of God, you know, living on the inside. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not against that. People want to do that. That's praise praise God. They can do that. But we don't have to back away from what is in this book because there's real power. There's real teaching. There's real anointing with the word of God. And, you know, this is what Jesus is saying. You know, take this out. You You know, look, he's feed my lambs, feed my lambs, tend my sheep. And the last time he says, feed my ship, Moses, Orly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walk where you wish. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This is what he, you know, Jesus was pretty much telling him what his life, where his life was going to end. But the thing about God and the thing about, even in this, this is what he was doing. He was giving him a clear assignment. Can I tell you that as a believer, please, please hear this. You have a clear assignment. You have, if anything, you have a clear assignment to minister to people. And you do that through love. You see, and and, and I, nobody's exempt. Can I, can I, is that, can I preach that to you? That nobody's exempt. That once you become a born again believer, you have a purpose to share what's inside of you. And, and, you know, and guys, listen, it doesn't mean that, you know, that things aren't going to come your way. Because, see, that's the enemy right now. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, and like I said, I've said it many times already, that you can see the play of the enemy right now. He wants to steal, he wants to kill, and he wants to, he wants to destroy. How's he doing that? Through division. Through division. You see it. You see it happening. You see the, you see the division. He's trying to, to divide the body of Christ. Guess what? Not going to happen. We're not going to be divided. Amen. We're going to stand. And see that's what it takes. It takes people to stand. It takes people to say, "You know, no, I'm going to continue when I go to the grocery store, hey, can I pay, can I pay for can I pay for your soda? Can I pay for your groceries? Hey, you know what? God loves you." It, 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 you know, it's not, you know, whether you wear a mask or don't wear a mask. It's not it's not our it's not in my interest to go blast somebody. I'm not going to do that. I care for them just like I would you know, I, and I tell you, we can't be hypocritical. Believers can't be hypocritical. You can't love one and not love the other. And, and you, 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 you can't, you, oh, well, I can't, can't go there, but I, I can go here. You know, it's like it's like going to the mall, right? It's like, well, I don't want to go to Target. I don't like Target. I just don't like Target. But well, I'll go to JCPenney's, you know, I, and I've got people frowning at me. I just don't like Target. It's too red, Something. It's just something I don't know. You know, but it would be like me saying Target. You know, when I go to Target, everybody has different color hair. <laughs> you know, I just I'm not going to Target because people in there they got a lot of piercings. They got their hair is you know, you know, purple and pink and blue and all. You know, it, it would be like me saying that. But see, you see, God sees people as you know. Understand, He God is an equal God. He is a just God it doesn't matter color it doesn't matter race god is a just god he is an equal god praise god you know see and what do I want to say to you tonight and it's not just a burden you know it's it's not just a burden to to a pastor it's not just a burden to 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 a senior leader. It's not, it's not just a burden to one person. It's a burden that we all carry. And, when, and listen to this, because when we begin to carry the burden together as, as a church, as believers, man, we see things change. We see things shift. You know, we want to rebuild the walls of America. We want to rebuild the walls of of our homes. (laughs) We want to to rebuild the walls of a city. It it starts with us individually. It starts with everybody individually seeing Jesus. Seeing themselves as as someone that can, 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 can be there for someone. Someone that can, you know... You know, people need Christ. They need to be led. They need to be led to the Lord. There's no doubt about it. But can I tell you that someone may just need food. Someone may just need a ride. I've picked people up from all over the world, <laughs> literally. When you live in Hawaii, I I I picked up a lot of people my first two years. Then God told me to quit because I got in a few crazy situations. So another t- another time, but. But many of them just needed a ride, and many of them wanted to tell me about their their gospel, <laughs> or a gospel that they didn't have, or trees, or bugs, or the beach, or you know, just just weird stuff. But you know what I would do? Oftentimes, I would sit and listen. I didn't. I didn't nod my head. I, listen. I listened. I didn't nod my head. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's gods on the gods on the beach. There's bugs and there's trees. You know, I, I, you know, I did. I didn't have to agree with him. I'd listen to him. And a lot of times when I would drop people off, you know what I would do? Do you need prayer for anything? And oftentimes they would say, yeah. And there was that invitation that was me inviting, you know, God, he lives in me. That person doesn't live in God, but he lives in me. Do you, do you understand? He, he lives in me. So then, you know, at that point, you know, do you want to pray? Yeah. And then watch, watch the Holy Spirit invade the truck. What, what, watch, watch the Holy Spirit, you know, get out as I've got hands laid on someone and touch someone. And then, you know, and then, you know, have you ever prayed to receive the, Jesus into your life? Yeah, I've done that. We, you know, are you living for the Lord? No, I'm not living for the Lord. You, you see what happens when, when, when things get turned around? The Holy Spirit begins to deal with people and begins to touch people. No, I'm not living for the Lord. I'm living in sin. You know, do you know today, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you'd go to heaven if you died? No, I don't know that I would go to heaven. I would probably go to hell. That was the response from many people. And listen, I I tell you, I drug people into church like that quite often. You know, I've got church service tomorrow. Why don't you meet me? Why don't you meet me before church? You know, and I would pray with them. And that many of them would receive Jesus. But listen, see, that, that's the thing. That's the connection that you have with people right now, this very hour, that you're somebody to someone, that you are a somebody to someone. It's a bur- you know, it, and I tell you, it's, it's a burden that, that I carry, and I, I, don't, I don't believe the burden's too heavy. You know why I believe that's because God's sending people. He's sending people here to help carry that burden, and he'll continue to send more people here. You know, I, I don't have enemies. I have brothers and sisters. Or future brothers and sisters. That's how I look. I don't, I don't look. I don't. You know, my neighbors. I, I've gotten involved with many of my neighbors around here. They probably don't see me as a, as a friend. They probably see me as an enemy. But they're not my enemy. They're, they're not my enemy. When I meet people out on the street... How you doing? What's going on? You know, you know, they, they can't even stand still because they're they're hyped up on something. It doesn't mean that I don't love them. It doesn't mean that I don't pray for them or that I don't meet them right where they're at. You know, when I walked out, you know, I, you know, I, I pray for this neighborhood. I pray for the people here. Amen. I mean, because I want people to make heaven. That's what I want. Maybe they're watching tonight. Praise God. I'm praying for you, my neighbors. Please hear me. I'm praying for you. And I want you to know who the Lord is. But you know what? If you need food, call me. I'll give you food. Amen? If If you just need to talk, I'll sit and listen. Because I realize that's what the gospel is about. You know... Nehemiah, you know, he asked this question, how are my people? You know, captivity had ended. He's probably assuming that, you know, my, my people are no longer being held captive. But you know what they didn't have? Their people didn't have leaders. They didn't have people showing them the way. Some of those ones had probably forgotten the very, the very customs, the very things that, that, they, that, that were passed down to them. The book of the law. Joshua 1.8, you know, don't let the book of the law depart from your mouth. It had departed from people's mouth. It had departed from their minds. How, how's my church? How's my people? How's my people doing? You know, the remnant. Ugh, you know, they're, they're hanging in there. But, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough right now. It's tough on them. In Nehemiah chapter 1, four, it says... When I heard this, this is what Nehemiah said. I sat down and I wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted and prayed to the God in heaven. You know, as I studied this out, they probably they, the time period that he would have he prayed, fasted and mourned would have been about four months. Would have been about a four month period that he prayed and he fasted and he mourned. Can I tell you that this, this is when it begins to get real. What, what are we willing to do? Where are we willing to go with God? I, I can sit here and look, you know, I, I could step away from, I could sell everything I own, go buy a nice house, go buy another car, be debt free, live, live, live up on, uh, where's that lake? Where's, what's the lake up there? Live in Maryland on Deep Creek Lake, have a nice house, have a boat, have my buddies up, we go fish, do all that. You know, I, I could do that. I could do that, but see, that's not what God's purposed in my heart to do. He, you know, I, I, he's purposed in my heart to be obedient to everything that he says in this hour and in this time. You know, <laughs> everything that he's purposed. Where are we willing to go? And that, that's the thing, you know. I, you know, and I, and I, you know, Lisa, even I don't know, it was two weeks ago, week and a half, you, you talked about fasting. And you know, I had felt it in my spirit. Like, you know, it, it is the middle part of the year. Like we we need to we need to begin to push into a place of of prayer and fasting. And God, God deals with me over fasting. I mean, it was just, you know, and, and, and you know, and, and because, you know, God was showing people in our house, in our church, that we that we needed to fast. Because and many of us know in here that, you know, what the thing, it's not a diet. Fasting is not a diet. If you if you're fasting for diet purposes, just diet. Call it a diet. It's not a fast. You know, intermediate, I'm doing intermediate fasting. You're, you're, you're dieting, okay? That's what it is. So just understand that because prayer has to be accompanied with it. And, you know, and I had begin to feel like the Lord was showing me, you know, like, man, we, we have, you know, we're praying. You guys know we're a praying church. We pray six days a week. If you're not in a prayer meeting, please come get in a prayer meeting. If you want to be buzzed in online, you're coming from work. You know, uh, we'll figure out how to 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 get you into the prayer meeting because we can technology. I'm sure one of the kids know how to do that, right? Yeah, praise God. One of the kids will know how to do that. How to how to get people into into our prayer meetings? But you know, I, I had dropped Prophet Harkey off. And literally, I, I got down the road one, even five minutes, and and I felt like the Lord, the Holy Spirit, said, you know, you, you need to fast. And, you know, oftentimes my question is, okay, Lord, how long? You know, because you, you kind of want to know, right? And, you know, and, I, and I, I just felt, you just, you know, am I going a one day? You know, am I not want three? How long am I going to fast? And I felt like the Lord said, fast, fast this month. I don't even know how many days were in the month at that, at that point. I didn't even know. Fast the rest of this month. Just fast. You you need to get to a place of prayer. You need to fast. And so I was like, oh, okay, Lord, uh, yeah, okay. And literally within a matter of a few minutes, a ministry one uh, a ministry that that I know sent me a message. Uh, I'm calling a fast. It's like, oh, Jesus, you know, and then, and then literally I flipped on a I flipped going down the road. I flipped on a podcast and, he, the, and the guy that the guy was talking was his son. And he was talking about fasting and prayer. And I'm just like, OK, Lord, I get it. Right. I get it. You know, I'm, I'm you know, and then I think Dan and I talked about it. You know, it was just like, you know, and then it was a combination of things. And then I think Christine said something to me about fasting. And then it was just like, OK, Lord, you know, that's it. See, you know what God is doing? He's depositing something in, in people in the inside about prayer. And so th- this, is what, this is what Nehemiah got. This is what he understood. I've got to now move. I've found out what, what's going on. I found out what all this noise was about. Can I tell you, we know what the noise in America is. We know what's going on. So, you know, this is the thing I believe God is doing in this hour. He's calling people to pray. Amen. Pray. 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 It, it, can I tell you, prayer isn't, Lord, give me, give me, give me. It's not, Lord, give me. Give me, Lord, give me. It's, it's, a, it's a prayer of adoration. It's, it's, a, it's a, Right, what will we sing? I exalt thee. That's I, so why I, when we pray, when we come in here and pray, what we open up with praise and thanksgiving? We thank God. We thank God for who He is. And I'm telling you, that's the thing. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, amen, humble themselves, get to a place, get to an altar, get, you know, and I got to tell you, indip- you know, individual prayer is so vitally important right now. You pray for your men, pray for your families. Young men, you pray for your families. You get into that place of prayer and you pray for them and you push back the the wicked plans of the enemies out of your home. But I'm telling you, individual prayer is important, but corporate prayer is important too. We can't neglect corporate prayer. You know, many of you guys know, many people that are coming, even learning about KC, corporate prayer is huge. It's seven days a week. The church prays anywhere between two to three, four hours a day. Easily could have 24 hours prayer going out you know, just with us adding it on the East Coast, we pray. You know, Dr. Morocco, Dr. Morocco, what's the greatest miracle you've ever seen? Prayer. Signs, wonders, eyes open, all this stuff. Financial, what, whatever. What's the greatest miracle you've ever seen? Prayer. When you get 50 people, you go to Macklewall prayer meeting and, and 12 people show up. 12, 12 people show up at 6 a.m. in the morning to gather, to give praise to God. We, we line people up, anybody that needs a healing in their body. We're standing in for people. We're praying. We're praying for provision. We're believing God for miracles. We're, we're, believe, <laughs> we're believing the Lord for $2 million a month to come in. You know, that, that small, small stuff, right? Just little things. Little things that we're believing God to, to do. But can I tell you that when we believe, <laughs> when we believe this way and we, and we confess these things out of our mouth, what does it do? It moves God. It moves God on our behalf. And I'm telling you, we cannot become a prayerless generation. My generation, you know, listen guys. I, you know, if anything, I believe God has called me to Fairmont to pray. To pray. I've walked these streets to, to pray. Cars going up and down this road, pray. Called me to this house to pray for this city. That this city would not be lost, amen? That revival would break out. Listen, there, were, there was revival in the 30s and 40s here. This Baptist church was filled. Filled. I've, I've had to do the history. I've had to go do, do a little bit of research. The Methodist church right up the road was filled. Holy Ghost meetings. God touching people. And you know what I say? Hanaho. ho. ho means do it again. It's Hawaiian. It's one word I know very well. I don't know how to say a lot of of Hawaiian words, but I know how to say hana ho. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. Do it again in me. Do it again in the people here. Do it again in a people, in a generation that's saying, you know what, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand guard. I'm going to be in a place where I'm not backing up because, God, you've called the church in this hour, this very hour, to continue to advance. That, Lord, I'm sorry. And, you know, this is the thing. Go back to Nehemiah real quick. Because this is, this is really powerful. You know, Isaiah 43, 26, it says, Put me in remembrance. Let us, let us contend together. See, God wants to contend with us. He wants to be there with us. He wants to contend with every believer. Put me in remembrance. Remind me of my word. That's what God's saying. Remind me of my word. Put me in remembrance. Oh, my. Am I the only one getting anything tonight? I must be. Put me in remembrance. Whew. In verse 4, again, so so it was then when I heard these words, I sat down and I wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before God of heaven. And, and listen to this. And I, and I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O oh great and awesome God. I tell you what. Open your mouth in the morning and just say that. Oh, awesome God. How great you are, Lord. How great you are. Oh, awesome God. How great you are. How great you are. Don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, Lord. oh, yeah. you know. You know, because I've done that. I woke up in the morning. Oh, my feet hurt. First thing out of my mouth was a complaint. Oh, awesome God. How great you are, God. How great you are. Before you flip on Facebook in the morning. Oh, awesome God. How great you are, Lord. Oh, God, you're so great. No, don't go for your phone to see who sent you Facebook notifications. Give thanks, to the G- give thanks to the Lord. Amen. Glorify Him. Praise Him. You who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. And I'm telling you, there's, just to unpack that. Awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love and observe your commandments, bless. I'm sorry, please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant. I mean, you you, know, he's going to the throne room of God. He's going to the throne room of God and he's talking to God. Lord, please, you know, see this, hear this, Lord. I'm telling you, there's a real contending in prayer. It's it's like what I, like I said, even our Monday night prayer meetings, we don't know when we're going to end. The Holy Spirit begins to move in our prayer meetings when we're done, we're done. Yeah. In the morning time, I know people got to go to work, so we're we're kind of like, you know, yeah, we pray for 45 minutes to an hour. We you can pray for an hour. Yeah. Amen. Can I tell you? I learned this in Hawaii. You can pray for an hour. <laughs> I didn't learn that in West Virginia. <laughs> I'll be honest cuz how you pray for an hour, you know? I just I didn't learn that here. I, I, learned, I learned that somewhere else. I, but, you know, can I, t- can I tell you something? I learned how to, how to cultivate that within my own life. It wasn't that I, I had to see it. I learned how to cultivate it in my own life. That prayer had to be important. Can I tell you that, please understand what I'm saying tonight. Prayer has to be important. You, it, it's a weapon. It's a weapon of warfare that God has given you. It's called prayer. It's called communicating with God. It's 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 moving to that place where you can begin to talk with Him, give Him thanks. It's not like I said. You, if you have requests, let your requests be known to God. But I'm telling you, e- even in prayer, you know, I thank the Lord for healing. Amen. I'm you know we we do a lot of warfare prayer that you know in advance. Lord, thank you that I'm going to be I'm going to be my body is going to be healed, that I'm not going to battle with sickness or nor disease. You know, it's like we're praying like that. You know, I'm, I'm warding this stuff off ever before it comes. I pray that over the people of this, this house. I pray that over families. That, you know, this this. I'm, I'm setting my face to God, thanking God that we're healed, that we're walking in healing, divine healing. What, what verse was I on? Verse 6, it says, Please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night. He, you know... This wasn't some 10-minute prayer meeting. He was spending time with the Lord, day and night. Man. Day and night, for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which have sinned against you, both my father's house and I have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you. You know, there's a real call to repentance. You know, but it has to start in in your home. And then it has to start in the house of God. You you understand? It it, it has to start there. It it has to start there. Because, see, listen, if we're we're not willing to, to look at our own life, we're not willing to look at the church. We're not willing to, to 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 venture out and look at that. We can't reach a world. We can't you you we can't even reach a city block. We we can't so we have to we have to examine our own hearts, we have to examine our own life. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept these commandments, these statues, nor these ordinances which you command your servant Moses. And see, this is it right here, because he was going back and he was showing God the word of God. He was showing him the word. Remember, I pray the word that you command your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them... Though some of you were cast out to the farthest part of the heavens, yet I will gather them from there and bring them to the place which I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. And can I tell you, that's happening and has been happening for over 60 years. People are going, you know, even in that right there, I want you to understand, people are going back to Jerusalem. They're they're going back. People, and and I prophesied this, that people are coming back into the house of God. They're laying their baggage at the door and saying, I need a Savior. I'm not gonna be mad. I'm not gonna be offended. I'm laying the things down that I need to lay down because I know the gospel is, 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 is important. I know, you know, and I tell you, the church is important. And please hear me, the church is important to God. The church, the very house that we're in tonight, is holy. It's important to God. You, yes, you are the temple, but the church, I'm telling you, when you get the church Many parts, many parts, the church in operation. Man, that's what it's about. It's about us coming together, being the, being the arm in, 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 in the feet of Jesus. Many parts, many parts. Verse 10, it says, Now these are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power. And by your strong hand, O oh Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servants, and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name, and let your servants prosper this day. <laughs> I pray, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, of this man, for I was, for I was the king's cupbearer. I'll just finish that out, because I'm not going to get into that tonight. Put me in remembrance. You know, when we gather and listen that, that's that's the thing. I I'll be I'll be putting out some prayer points tomorrow. I'll be getting those out to people that want the prayer points. You know, as we go into a time of prayer and fasting. I'm not you know, I, I'm not in here to tell anybody, you know, um I don't I don't even know how many days are left in this month. Twenty? I don't know. What's the date today? What is it? Twelve days left in this month? The twelfth, I'm sorry. See I don't even know what the date is, so but I, but I, I, I want to ask you guys, how many days? Nineteen. Um, I want to ask you guys. You know, even as we go into t- tomorrow. You know, whether it's lunch, whether it's sun up till sundown, maybe it's maybe it's a full day fast, maybe it's a three day fast. You know, you can you you know, if you've never fasted before, do a meal, do two, do a whole day fast. You know just set that aside do do that don't don't beat yourself up i mean that's not what that's not what prayer and fasting is about, but a lot of people will will uh, you know that they'll just eat and they'll never pray I mean we were on a twenty one day fast one time and and you know this is when we were learning about fasting and we were doing the daniel fast and Man, I think I put on weight that, that those three weeks. You know, I was just like, oh, I can have a salad and nuts and all this stuff. And I had a lot of protein, you know. I was on a protein thing. So I had shakes. You know, I was getting like 6,000 calories a day. That's not a fast. I, I, can I be honest with you? That's not, <laughs> that's, not the, that's not the fast Daniel was on anyway. But that's what we think. You know, we think, well, I'm going to go to McDonald's, <laughs> you know, just get a milkshake. That's like 6,000 <laughs> calories. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. But set some time aside. And if you want to be in the prayer meeting, you can't get here. You're on the road. You, you know, hey, I, I want to be there. You know, we'll figure out how to Zoom you in or something or Facebook you in. And we're going to pray. We have early morning prayer here in the morning time. We're going to pray. You know, we're going to give the Lord praise. <laughs> we're going to thank Him. Because I, I believe, everything in me, I, I, I believe that this nation... Is going to see a turnaround. I I, I believe that. I'm, I'm not I'm not prepping. I want a house in the woods, but it's not because I'm prepping. I just like shoot stuff. So I mean that's that's all. So I mean. Yeah. Put me in remembrance. Let us contend together, and that's what prayer is. We're coming to give thanks to God. You know. Second Chronicles 7.14, and I said it earlier, it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, seek God's face, and turn from their wicked ways. That means turn. Can I, can I be honest with you? We like the first part of that. But the second part is we've got to turn away from wickedness, the things of the world. We, you, can't, you can't have it both Ways. A double-minded man is uh, unstable in all their ways. A double-minded man, is they're not going to get the things of God. God doesn't, he doesn't, you you understand, it doesn't work that way. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, so you've got to know that you've got to turn, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive them their sin and heal their, heal, heal what, heal what? Their land. What do we need to pray for right now? Our, our, our country, our land. America is not going down. Do you guys, you guys understand how important America is? Do you, do you understand that the church in America keeps the Antichrist at, at bay? That you and I have a responsibility in this hour we, we, the church. You know, and then people say, well, I'm just waiting to get raptured out of here. Quit. Quit just being wait, waiting to be raptured out of here. That's not the answer for a lost and dying world. That's a pathetic, I'm telling you, I don't want to stand before God. Well, God, I was waiting on you. I'm telling you, I <laughs> depart from me. How do you like that? I, I'm telling you, it, we, can't, we can't be in a place where we've grown so complacent with the things of God. And I believe that Nehemiah, there was some complacency. He was a cupbearer. He was in the king's castle. Things were good. He got a little complacent. Something got stirred up in his spirit, and he said, you know what? I'm going to weep, and I'm going to cry out for my people. And then you know what? And we're going to get further into the story because then God gives him a plan. God gives him a plan. And I believe that God's doing that with each and every each and every person here, that God has given us a plan. He's given people a purpose in this hour that we're not going to grow complacent. My people, if they call by, by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and forgive, them, forgive their sins and heal their land. God's going to heal our land. And li- listen, and I love this part. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. So you know what? This is what what you can do when you pray. When we get on our face and we cry out to God, we turn, we repent, we lay everything at the altar of God, and we say, "Okay, Lord." And you know what God's going to do? We're going to become attentive to what God is saying, what He's speaking, what He's telling us to do. Go to Fish Street, okay? We'll go to Fish Street. Go to go to uh, go to another part. Go, oh yeah, we'll go there. Uh, mm, t- you need to get get a tent, okay? We'll get a tent, and you know everything along the way, God will provide. You understand? See, that's the thing about God. God is a provider. Everything that we need along the way, God is going to provide. He's going to provide those things that you need to, 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 to advance the kingdom. God is for the kingdom advancing. Do you understand that? Please understand that. If, you, if there's anything about Christianity that you need, God is for the kingdom advancing. He wants as many people to make heaven. He's not down here saying, well, you know, this, this generation, oh, what are we going to do, you know? You know, he's my grace, my grace, my grace. It, he wants everybody to make heaven. He wants everybody to be there, brothers and sisters in Christ. It's why we're not at war. We're not at war with churches. We're at the war with an enemy, I, with the enemy, the one that, that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And I'm telling you, I, I let this be fire in your bones. Let this be let this be something in you that stirs you up and say you know I'm not, not going to grow complacent my household's not going to grow complacent my, my, my household my household's not going to grow complacent I'm going I'm not going to be there because you know, listen I, I believe every God wants to give every person here an assignment it, it's, it's bigger than what you can even imagine and please and please hear me in this don't because a lot of people will say "Well, I'm not ready it's not your readiness that God's looking for it's your willingness (laughs) it's not it's not your readiness it's it's not your readiness it's it's your willingness it's your willingness because when you're willing you know what he does? He can use that. You know, and what you know, one the thing about willingness, he'll show you the areas, even even things that you you know you need to fix. It's not that people have to point them out. He'll begin to show you, and he'll begin to deal you, deal with you on your willingness. I can use you. I can use you. You got to quit cussing. Okay, I'll quit cussing. You know, I can use you. You know, I, and it's like learning to lay these things down. Amen? I'll oh, praise the Lord. I think I'm going to stop here tonight. It's the greatest nation. It's the greatest, you know. I think about this story, I think about Nehemiah, I think about them rebuilding the walls, restoring the walls. <laughs> I, I'm praying, and I'm praying that God, I'm telling you that God would begin to call people, the restorers of the breach, des- cities that are desolate, cities, that, I'm telling you, you go through West Virginia, you're like, what happened? What happened? What happened to this city? Why isn't it thriving? What, what, you know, and I'm, I'm not being negative. Hear what I'm saying? I'm not being negative. But I have to take it on. Do you, underst- you guys understand that you, we have to take it on. It's not somebody else's problem. You know, I'm going to, whether Obama's president, whether Trump's president, can I tell you that you equally should should pray the same? Yeah. You know, worried about I'm, <laughs> You know, Prophet Harkey and I are talking about it. It's like, you know, about the election stuff. It whoever is elected doesn't change, doesn't change who I am. You have to you have to you have to establish that in your spirit right now. It doesn't matter who I am as a believer. It doesn't matter who I am. I'm still going to go to heaven. I still have an assignment to do. You know, we, I didn't quit six years ago. I didn't get mad, go buy dry food, milk, shoot a bunch of deer, store them in my building. You know, I didn't do that. I probably know some people that did if I sit here and think about it. But, but listen, <laughs> it doesn't change who I am. Politics should never change who we are. Be attentive to the things that are going on. You, you know it. You see it. You yeah. Pray. Pray. And I believe prayer will be the thing that cracks this thing wide open. I believe that. I believe there are nations, whole nations, that are going to be called to prayer. This nation. It's happening, guys. Yeah. I, and I believe that in my spirit. It's happening. It's happening. People are getting on their knees. People are beginning to cry out. And I believe this giant called the church is going to wake up. Church, the actual church, is going to wake up. This remnant of people are going to carry the fire of God in this final hour to see many people get one to Jesus. And it's going to be radical. Can I prophesy that? It's going to be radical. It's not, it's not going to be like, <laughs> we'll come into church, we'll lay hands on uh, 25 people, and they'll go. Amen. Huh? They'll they'll just go for the fire of the Holy Spirit, and they'll go go hit High Street on Morgantown and just see revival break out. Why not? See, that's the church. That's Acts. That's, That's the book of Acts. How about we get there? What do you got? You guys ready for that? Amen? I want some of that. Praise God.